Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. last week's episode it's just me at the moment flying solo and I'm spending the next few weeks chatting to the incredible people joining me at the Norwich Yoga Festival in August last week I had a wonderful conversation with Kelly Taberner if you've not listened to the episode it's a good one I've had messages texts emails about how people are now considering becoming a life coach and it's just wonderful to know that she was that inspiring and that there are so many people out there wanting to help others feel better in their own life it's just great it'd be great to know if anyone off the back of the interview wanted to go and seek the help of a life coach uh it left me feeling like i wanted to uh so i wondered if anyone else had the same mindset after that interview this week we have a slightly different angle probably a little bit more linked to yoga as we journey deeper into the world of Ayurveda. As you might know, this is something that has gripped me for the last six months or so. I've loved learning more about Ayurveda and taken my studies a lot deeper. But this week I had the most awesome conversation with Jody. Jody owns the business Inner Pharmacy. Head to our website, innerpharmacy.com, and pharmacy is spelt with an F and you can find out everything that she has to offer. But I'm going to start today by reading her bio, and then we will jump straight into the interview itself. So in 2006, a friend introduced Jodi to Ayurveda. A few years later, she visited Kerala, India. It was the start of a soul-searching journey towards Ayurveda and the alternative medicine. The experience led her on a 10-month part-time certification in 2011, as an Ayurvedic health counsellor at Mount Madonna Institute of Ayurveda in California, she was introduced to her teacher, Dr. Vasant Ladd, a renowned Ayurvedic physician and author. Christmas of 2012, she returned to India for a personal retreat at an ashram and hospital in Kerala. The effects were palpable. Hungry for knowledge, Jodi left her 20-year career in fashion to study full-time at the Ayurvedic Institute in New Mexico, where she completed her Ayurvedic practitioner certification and 500-hour yoga teacher training in 2015. During her time, she was introduced to astrology as a sister science to Ayurveda and Vastu, the yoga of space. In 2021, Jodie completed her yoga teacher training in yoga for menopause. A culmination of Jodie's studies in Ayurveda and its sister sciences, her previous career in fashion design and personal experience have created Inner Pharmacy and her blog, The Daily Dose, offering Ayurvedic insight for women, giving you the tools to live a modern life using ancient wisdom. Sounds amazing. So you've done loads of travel. Yeah, I've been really lucky. I mean, my work, you know, my previous career in fashion, I traveled a ton with that on inspirational trips. And then obviously wherever the clothing was manufactured, you'd go to the factories and things. So we, we went to India quite a lot because a lot of our stuff was produced there. Um, 
And yeah, I just, I always loved the culture, especially in South India. I really, really resonated with the people and the culture. Um, and that was a little bit before, I was always aware of Ayurveda, but that was before I actually really started to get into it. Um, yeah, so then, you know, I, I kind of went on this Panchakarma retreat, which is Panchakarma is um, a cleansing, you know, a, a full body cleansing that is done usually at an Ayurvedic hospital or a retreat center. And, um, you know, it can take anything from, you know, three weeks to months to just really cleanse the system, right food, right diet, right lifestyle. And after that, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I've really got to, got to dig into this. And I loved fashion and I still do, but it was very stressful. And um, I didn't really seem to have time to, dig into all the other things that I really wanted to learn about and dig into. And so it's kind of, you get to, you know, I was in my late thirties at that point and, and I was just like, how do I want the next 40, 30, you know, 30, 40 years to be, do I want them to be just like this or do I want them to be a bit different? And so that was when I was like, right, just do it. So I quit everything, moved to New Mexico and uh, <laughs> just studied again. So. <laughs> So how long were you in how long were you in New Mexico? I was in New Mexico for two years studying with Dr. Ladd, and that was a full-time course. Because at the time in America, there wasn't a lot of schools that did full-time. And because I'd done this, you know, this 10-month um, kind of prerequisite for the Ayurvedic Health Counselor before, which I was able to do while I was at work. So I would go one weekend a month to the school, to the college, and you know, have a full-blown weekend full of, you know full of learning and then you would study the rest of the month so I was still able to keep my job but I just was like wow this is such a hugely vast subject I couldn't I didn't feel equipped to even you know start practicing at that point so I just wanted to take a deep dive and just immerse myself in, in it day in day out you know so I was two years in New Mexico and then I actually got pregnant in my last final year of um, being at school and so then we moved to Taos, New Mexico, and um, where I have my daughter and, oh. you know, practiced all of the Ayurvedic practices for postpartum and, you know, um, which it was just great. It was lovely. It was a beautiful, very special time. New Mexico is, is a very special place. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it sounds amazing. What, what a journey. Yeah. Um, and at least you came out of it wanting to only implement it more and take the career forward imagine if you come away from it like mm, it wasn't actually for me yeah exactly <laughs> oh, what a um so <laughs> could you tell us just a bit more about Ayurveda Dawn and I on the previous series of the podcast talked about um Ayurveda but in a very it was a big overview it was loose and we both of us went into it the discussion with I would say minimal knowledge about it and so let's say that people who are listening to this don't know any more than what Dawn and I have talked about in the previous series could you just tell us a bit more about Ayurveda and what it is to you and in how it sits in your life sure sure so you know, the reason I was really drawn to Ayurveda is because one of the major principles is that everybody's unique. And we are also a microcosm of a macrocosm. So fundamentally, Ayurveda believes that 
everything is created from the five elements. So you've got ether, air, fire, water, and earth. And in our external environment, they're really tangible. I mean, you can obviously see and feel and experience those elements. Space is a little, you know, more difficult to, it's not as tangible, it's the subtlest of them all, but you can still perceive space energetically. You know, you can look up at the sky. Usually with space, it's the boundaries that contain it that help you to perceive it. Mm. but within the body you know you make those connections so space within the body we've got tiny little spaces in our bones our colon our um, intestines our lungs have space you know space is completely within us and space is also really important for communication you know our throat has space and it enables us to speak and so when we're not feeling Um, like we have enough space in our life maybe our life is too full or relationships are maybe a little too um, you know close quarters then we feel like we are unable to communicate as much so there's all these like really subtle connections when I started learning it that I just found so profound and (laughs) really interesting and then you move to air and air is essentially movement you know it's it that's that is the connection so anything that moves within the body is air so you've got you know the blinking of an eye the beat of a heart you know your your voluntary and involuntary movements are basically air um fire you know fire is heat it's light you think about our digestion it's all about fire you know our digestive fire and that's a key principle in ayurveda making sure that your digestive fire is kindled and you're able to digest your you know whatever you put into your body and and so that's not just with our food but also being able to digest our experiences so what we're bringing in through our senses we're able to digest and assimilate that information um and then we've got water which of course you know we're hugely hugely made up of water so that's kind of easy to perceive and then um earth which is you know, our structure, our bones, our support system. So <clears throat> Ayurveda, what Ayurveda does is it partners up these elements to make things a little bit easier. And they create these energies called doshas. And dosha is something that you'll hear a lot of in Ayurveda. Like, you know, if people start getting into it, oh, what dosha are you? And <laughs> so yeah. they make up your characteristics as well. So not only are they, do they have physical traits, but they have um, mental um, characteristics and personality traits too, and physical traits in the way that our bodies are shaped in the kind of coloring of our body or our, you know, potentially our eyes or our hair. They have, um, you know, personality traits. Um, So depending on, you know, this, these combinations. So Vata is predominantly air. So air and ether. So you could just say air. You know, that sometimes the Sanskrit terms can be a little off-putting and difficult for people to comprehend at first. But if we say Vata is air, and then we say Pitta is fire and water, so that's like a fiery constitution. And then you have um, earth and water, so more of an earthy constitution. And these, these are energies. They're not really something that you can touch, but they make things in the body happen, mm-hmm. basically. So they're more, you know, in, in Sanskrit, a dosha is, is translates as fault, a fault. But what it really interprets as something that can easily go out of balance. So you want to try and keep these doshas 
We're all born with a specific combination of these doshas and every one of us is going to be different. You might get two people that are predominantly air, fire people, but their combinations within that are going to be slightly more or less fire than the other. So everybody has completely different constitution. And so... Sorry, with um, the doshas, so let's say you have your, like, physically you could be one dosha. Could you then be a different dosha within your, like, personality? You could definitely be a different dosha in your mind. Yeah. Um, You know, like, I've got got a pretty vata (laughs) vata mind, (laughs) but I'm a a pitta kapha constitution. So, um, you know, essentially what, what the beauty of Ayurveda is, is you're born with this constitution, which is innately you. But what tends to happen is life in general and experiences tend to elevate certain doshas to create an imbalance. And often, you know, you will be quite surprised when you, you could look at somebody and think that they're one thing or one combination. And then when you listen to their um, pulse you're like oh wow actually you know this person is is something very different and people can tend to you, you know like this is why I the quizzes you often get the quizzes like which dosha are you and I find a lot of the time those can be really confusing because 100%. people will do it and they'll be like oh I, I get insomnia oh yes I must be a vata person I'm nervous and anxiety and I I have great hunger I'm I'm this But all of those things are changeable and all of those things are probably happening because of an imbalance. So you are not your imbalance. You are your unique, you know, your unique constitution. If there were questions like, you know, for instance, like air is irregular, right? It it kind of changes pattern wherever it goes. You know, it kind of does what it feels like. And when you think about a you know, Vata, it's ether and air. So there's not really any boundaries there. You know, air can just swoosh around in the air, however it feels. Um, so Vata people can sometimes have slightly irregular characteristics. So maybe like a slightly bent nose, or maybe like one eye might be ever so slightly lower than the other. And, and just, or maybe their mouth turns up slightly more on one side than the other. And, and it's not until a trained eye, they might not be really easy to kind of see these traits but when you look really closely you can start to pull out these characteristics because vata is irregular vata people are usually either really tall or really short because it's irregular um vata people don't like um routine they love to just do whatever they want they don't want to have to eat at this particular time or you know they, and they say, <laughs> They don't really like doing the same thing every day, you know, because they're really creative, but at the same time, they're incredibly flexible. Hmm. Each each dosha has all these different nuances and traits that once you start to understand, um, you know, the differences between the three, it just helped me so much in understanding myself and my own tendencies and also understanding other people. I became a lot more... um, like a lot more accepting of people, you know, like if I, when I was working in, in fashion, it'd be like, oh, God, that person's so flaky. I canceled the meeting again. You know, they're so unorganized. And, and then when I, you know, the pitter in me wants to, you know, <laughs> people are very organized and have things just so. And um, 
I, then I just started to be like, oh, because, you know, they're a barter person. You know, yeah. you just kind of, you just start to, or if someone was particularly irritable one day and I could see that they were really hot and bothered and quite red in the face and I'd be like, yeah, their pit is really high today. You know, you just take a load off, you know, that's... <laughs> it so you just instantly have this like compassion because of the understanding behind it all yeah that's the thing that really drew me to it was just really like trying to understand people and like the human race really and what makes different people tick and why we're like we are and you know when, when I would get really snappy and moody and irritable then it would be like oh okay it's my it, it just makes you feel a little bit less um down on yourself you know because mm. there's a reason behind why things are happening and it's actually quite once you learn it it's actually quite simple so you know if you're feeling irritable then maybe stop doing so much you know pity people love to push 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 all the time it's like they're very competitive they've, they've set the bar really really high for themselves they push themselves you know they're not physically as strong as they think they are so they get quite exhausted quite quickly um, and it's about doing less you know, maybe just not trying to be so perfect and um, which is obviously quite hard, but. <laughs> I suppose, so the, essentially the irritability or that any negative emotion would come when something is out of balance. Yes. Yes, Got essentially. It. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we're all, if we are all living within the boundaries of our true nature, we would have more of the positive attributes of what those doshas have to offer. So, you know, for, for a pitta person, they're great leaders, you know, they're really entrepreneurial people, they're great leaders, they're a wealth of knowledge, they love to learn. Um, there's so many, you know, so many really good traits, they're highly organized, they're really efficient. Um, yeah, they make great, they're great people to go to a dinner party with because they're just so interesting. They know so much. And, mm. you know, when in balance, that doesn't come across as being like a know-it-all or competitive or any of that. It's just a genuinely really interesting, you know, good person. But then when they're out of balance, then all of those kind of other hot, hot traits kind of say. <laughs> and again, it. you know, with a cuffa person, cuffa people are, you know, they're the most loving, they've got memories like elephants, they're really stable, they're like, you know, the pillar of community, they've got, you know, I always think couple people are the nicest kind of people, actually, because they've, Aww. even though they've got these, they've got a, you know, their body type is slightly bigger, because they have the earth and water elements, their, their body types are, you know, they gain weight a lot easier, and they're much more sturdy, than the other two but you know in a way that acts as a buffer so they're able to take a lot more you know than other other people like them great mothers great nurses great caretakers because they can just they can take a lot of stuff you know and then and they just kind of buffer it because they have this beautiful kind of you know shield of of um of earth and water this like cuffer shield that they can just be like oh just brush it off come and give me a cuddle you know <laughs> beautiful way of thinking about it I love it uh, you know but then when they're out of balance they can get quite depressed they don't want to go anywhere they be quite greedy they want to hoard things they don't want to let go of things because of that um that cohesion of of earth and water it's a very you know it creates cohesion and so it gets quite they can get quite sticky where they they can't like 
let go of things. And so that's, a, you know, that might be a sign that there's a slight cuffer imbalance there. Wow. So yeah, it's really, it's, it's really fascinating when you just start to kind of break down the elements and, and what their attributes are. Um, you can really just feed it into all different kinds of aspects of, of people and life and, and practices. So I love it with each, each person or each uh, dosha that you've described, I've instantly drawn to mind someone in my life. It's, yeah. it's such ease. It's like, that's them. That's yeah. them. And that's them. <laughs> it's amazing. Really? I love yeah. it. I love it. I'm going to have to tell all three of them to listen to this because they agree <laughs> with me. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Um, so I assume you've pretty much answered this question already, but essentially everyone can benefit from Ayurveda and knowing more about it and implementing sort of this knowledge into their life. I think so. I mean, whether or not, you know, it can get quite philosophical, um, you know, but on on really the surface, just kind of for people, you know, the, the word for health in Sanskrit is, is fasta. And that essentially translates as established in the self. And, you know, there's, there's the famous quote of, you know, know thyself. You know, once you understand your makeup and yourself, it helps you um, just make sense of things, you know, for me. So, and, you know, just in, in general kind of, you know, if it's a really, you know, you wake up and it's a really windy day, um, and it's, you know, it's quite cold and blustery out there. And maybe you don't want to do too much movement that day. Maybe you don't want to go out for that run. Maybe you want to take a few things off the to-do the to-do list and just sit really still with, you know, with a heavy blanket on the lap for five minutes and a warm cup of tea or something. You yeah. know, it's about these really subtle changes that because then if you do go out for that run or you run around like a headless chicken all day and the wind's blowing and you get home, you're thoroughly exhausted, you're you're like really anxieties through the roof and you probably won't be able to sleep that well. <laughs> so, so, look, so it's not just balance within yourself, it's balance with your surroundings, depending on the weather, the time of year, the maybe even the time of your life, I assume. Totally, yeah. Shift time and change over your life as well. Yeah, so beginning of the life up until about 15 are the kapha years where we're growing and building and physically kind of getting stronger and um, like building the foundations of our, you know, our physicality. And, and then once we reach 15, 15 to about 50 are our pity years. And this is where the mind, you know, the intelligence really kicks in and that drive and that kind of real go-getter attitude of like making a home, create, potentially creating a family or starting a business or being the householder, you know, making, making your making your life essentially mm. or making money so that you can, you know, you can prepare. And then once you reach 50, that's when we go into our Vata stage of life. And so this is when we essentially, you know, if you think about you're not old enough yet to be experiencing <laughs> things, but you, you know, you reach a certain, you reach about, you know, your early forties and you you start getting all, oh, God, my back or, oof, you know, certain things start to give way. <laughs> and you realize that, you know, we can't, we can't fight the aging process and Vata is catabolic by nature. It just mm. is, you know, most Vata diseases are deteriorating. Somehow there's a deterioration of the physical body somehow. 
And so, um, whereas opposed to Cufford, you know, Cufford diseases tend to build, you know, they might be growths or things like that. Whereas Varta diseases tend to be more, um, tend to, not always, but tend to be more catabolic. And what so- things also, is there a pitta disease? Heat, usually heat, you know, anything that's like, you know, inflammation or, um, you know, rashes or skin, you know, acne or skin, um, anything where there's a lot of heat. Um, and a lot of the time there's a combination of doshas (laughs) that causes things. And, and a lot of the time it's Vata, it's the Vata dosha, it's the air and ether that are pushing. It's that movement that they're pushing the other two to do, to be naughty as well. My, one of my teachers always said like, Vata's like the little boy, you know, with the naughty stick, just prodding and poking around and like trying (laughs) to instigate things all the time. So often you'll find like, if you can just calm that down, the other things will slowly start to calm down as well. Because the other two, you know, the, the, the fire and the earth, they need the air, the movement in order to move. They, they generally don't move by themselves. Fire rises because it's heat, you know, so heat yeah. rises. But um, so, yeah, that's um, amazing. Amazing. So I can see because obviously now you work with people within menopause and that later in life sort of. Yes. Yeah. So I can only imagine all of this is a massive impact on on life going through menopause. Yeah, I mean, it can be different for each of the doshas. So, you know, Vata people, because they've just lived their whole lives being that being their constitution, it's perfectly normal for them to be, you know, to be in that Vata state, that kind of air mobile kind of light, light state. But when, when you get a Pitta person or a Kapha, especially Kapha people, like, because they're so grounded and steady and, you know, nothing really phases them. All of a sudden they start to get that lightness and that slight anxiety happening and that forgetfulness, you know, and that they're a bit like, what's happening to me? You know? <laughs> it's just so like it's a, a big shift stage of life. You, I mean, even my parents who are now, you know, they're in their seventies and eighties. They, they, they both say like anxiety, they get more anxiety now. And it's it, in my mind, I know it's because they're in their Vata stage of life. And, um, and that's just kind of one of the imbalances of it. So it's more important when you're in your later years to ground and be more um be more of the opposites because in ayurveda life sorry like increases like so like we were just discussing about when it's outside of it's super windy and mobile outside and then you you continue your day being incredibly mobile you're going to increase that mobility within the body and all those racing thoughts and that monkey mind and you know um so they're going to create an imbalance exactly so like increases like so it what you want to use opposites you know so um you know if it's a really cloudy day outside maybe you don't want to eat too much cheese and too much (laughs) because that's going to create more cloudiness within the body and make you a bit more cloudy in the mind and you know a bit more worst day ever um yeah who wants that what (laughs) so go back to like those later years when you think about you know, the ancient, you know, scriptures that discuss all of the phases of life. By the time you reach 50, like, and it's so hard for women now because we're just not in the same positions that we used to be. You know, women are very much 
you know, some some of us, I mean, I had my daughter quite late. You know, I was in, I was called a geriatric mother. You know, I was 42 mm. when I had her. Wow. <laughs> I'm fast as a geriatric mother. Um, but we are, we, we had, you know, we have careers and we do things with our lives and we're not having children as early. And so then we're having children later. Sometimes we want to start businesses later. Um, and, and at a time in our lives when we actually really, physically our bodies are saying it's time to slow down now it's time to mm. you know it's time to take a rest it's time to go inward it's yeah. time to um you know essentially you know we've been out in the world through all of our pity years this is one of the pitta traits like often pitta people will be famous because they love spreading their name you know they love be they you know they, the, the great leader thing they love being in front of people and um, so in those pity years, that's what we do. And then in our Vati years, it's time to really slow down, ground out, settle and look in, you know, look at all the wisdom that we have, um, we have created over the arc of our lives. You know, what have we learned? What experiences have we, you know, we had what, you know, and then use that, use that wisdom to, um, to kind of, you know, you enter a slightly more spiritual phase, I think, in your later years. And then you share that with the next generation. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I always think that anyone that sets up a business later in life, that business is really a part of them. It is so true to their nature. It sums them up perfectly. It's just, it's them. Because they've had that whole experience of going through everything, going through the motions, they've gone inward, they've discovered what they truly want to do. And then that's like, right, I'm now going to put this out there to the world, probably a little bit against what I should be doing. But oh, <laughs> it makes their heart sing. So therefore, it's not such hard work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so true. I mean, it's really, you know, I really, you, you know, always go back to like, life is short, life is yeah. so short. And I think, you know, I'm, I, I, can, I can honestly say I couldn't look back and think that there's something, there might be a few places that I wish I could travel to still and things. But ultimately, like the path of Ayurveda, there's still so much for me to learn and so much to discover um, that I know that I'm on the right path. But I loved what I did before too, you know, the creative aspect of it. But just knowing myself and where I want to be in my life, I want to cultivate more peace, I want to cultivate more joy. I want to help people, you know, what's important, what, what's really important in life. I think that's when you really start to kind of think later on in life, like what's really important. So, um, and for me, those are the things that are quite important. So, <laughs> And I think they are. And the more you share it, the more people realize that, oh gosh, this is actually important. I'm not supposed to be super stressed the whole time, anxious and running around like a headless chicken. Life is actually here to enjoy because it is short and we only do have one. Exactly. Potentially. Well, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> do we have one? We don't remember, you know, if we yeah. have one, we don't remember this one. So we might as well make the most of it and enjoy it while exactly. we remember it, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, and that goes back to the whole, you know, we're a product of our environment, we're a microcosm of a macrocosm, you know, we, we're meant to be waking with the sun and going to bed with the sun, you know, when the sun goes down and eating at specific times of the day and, you know, not, I mean, look at, we're, we're continually just obsessed with our computers and our electronics, you know, which is essentially in itself is fire, 
you know so you know we're elevating our fire just by working on electronics every day without taking a break you know Mm. until maybe you know our circadian rhythms are completely out of whack and people wonder why they can't sleep and it's because we're on our phones until half past 10 at night and Mm. um so our lives are our lives are very it's it is difficult in this in this time to to really kind of stop and take a minute and um and and not kind of technology is supposed to make our life so much simpler and I've actually found it's it just makes life just more full because there's, oh, so there's much- just always something else to do isn't there exactly <laughs> to look at or to you know to yeah. investigate or you know what would Watch I have this, done before Google? it's like oh let's google it I, I don't know the answer to that whereas before you might just take a trip to the library and look in a book now everything's at your fingertips so we're so much more stimulated and with that you get this kind of nervous energy of just more 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 rather than just remembering to just shut it all off and sit sit for a minute sit and be and enjoy where you're at rather than trying to constantly push forward which is socially we should all be go forward 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 more 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 and that's just a constant push whereas we never actually take the time to enjoy where we're at no absolutely absolutely yeah so you just mentioned kind of the eating times and everything and I when I first learned about Ayurveda um and I remember saying this in the last series I loved my 200 hour yoga teacher training in Nepal learned so much but he touched on Ayurveda very very briefly and essentially put me off it for probably the best part of three years because he just it was just to him it was almost just a diet plan eat this don't eat that eat this don't eat that don't eat those together you will die it was (laughs) you gotta love him he was amazing however (laughs) with Ayurveda he sold it very 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 short and so other people might be out there thinking well it's just a diet plan I can't eat this and I can't eat that because I'm a kaffir or I'm a pitta or whatever it might be uh so Obviously, there is a food element. Is it is it the be all and end all? Um, it depends. You know, that's <laughs> a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> My teacher would do that. Also. It depends. It depends. So, which is just great. You know, for instance, we we're coming into spring now, right? Which is cuffer season, mm-hmm. and so we've gone through winter where it's been really cold and hard and frosty and you know now spring's coming and the ice is melting off the top of the mountains right and the rivers are starting to flow and essentially the same is happening within our bodies so we've built up this this kapha within us and this is the season where we might be getting a lot of allergies and we might be getting um, some some spring colds and a lot of snot and phlegm and things like that. So for us now, for for kaffir people now, it might not be the best idea to be eating a bunch of dairy, you know, because, you know, because it's got similar attributes to to the spring season. And, you know, and if you've got allergies specifically, that might not be a good idea. But that doesn't mean to say that in the summer, in the heat of summer on a really, really hot day, you can't have, you know, you can't indulge in an ice cream or, um, you know, milk is very cooling. Um, kaffa people can do best with goat milk because goats generally are more active and feisty cows are a bit more docile and so that kind of energy comes through in in the food you know in the food that comes from those animals so um 
So, yeah, it really just depends. It depends on the season. It depends. Cover time of the day is from 6 to 10 a.m., 6 to 10 p.m. So during those times, you might not want to eat, you know, specifically cover heavy, dull foods like, you know, lots of meat and lots of dairy and, you know, things like that. But then, you know, in the at lunchtime, there's no reason why you couldn't indulge in, you know, it, it really depends. And it depends on if you're a cover person in balance or if you're a cover person out of balance. So it's really about taking that day to day seeing how what's happening with you day to day seeing what the season is what's happening outside what the weather's like um and then just kind of judging how you feel you know it's like there's this saying in in um in ayurveda it's prajna parad it's like blasphemy of the intellect and it's when you know something isn't good for you but you just do it anyway <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's one of the um, three causes of disease, isn't it, within yeah. Ayurveda? Yeah. Yeah, so you've got, um, you know, you're, you're a pitta person and, you know, my teacher would go to extremes and he'd be like, you know, you're a pitta person and you go out in the midday sun and you drink whiskey and you smoke cigarettes and you eat hot chilli peppers. <laughs> you are asking for trouble. You do it anyway. <laughs> and what tends to happen, though, if you keep pushing those, you know, you know, oh, it doesn't actually make me feel that good eating this, but I just like the taste so much. So I'm just going to do it, you know, and then you just, you do it and you do it. And then what happens is you kind of like, you know, the blasphemy of the intelligence, you start to insult the intelligence on a cellular level and your cells start getting confused about what's right and what's wrong. And so then you start craving it. <laughs> I've got to have that ice cream and it's the middle of winter, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> So, so it's really about really being kind of aware. It's an awareness. And I think, I think that awareness really comes with, you know, with, you know, just taking a moment and being, you know, slowing down and um, yeah, just becoming aware of how certain foods make you feel and, and what you're feeling like, you know, that day. And, you know, so really, you know, long winded, answer to your question is it really does depend but I I often feel as though you know you you give clients recommendations you 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 don't want them to feel deprived mm -hmm. and you want them to you want to integrate things at a really slow pace so that they don't feel overwhelmed and they get something easy that they can just start to to do but notice a difference and once they notice a difference it's like ah oh, okay you know, this is how I feel when I don't eat that. And then this is how I feel when I do need to eat that. And then it's, it's about, you know, it, they start to make up their own minds about what's best. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So where, if someone, for instance, wanted to work with you, can they get in touch? Have you got space? Uh, what kind of thing do you do with your clients? Well, um, you, they can come to my website, innerpharmacy.com, and that's spelt with an F pharmacy, like the farm inside was kind of how I, I envisaged it. Um, Google and, doesn't like it. It will autocorrect. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know the hard way. I know. I was trying to have a play on words. You know, like, don't want it to be pharmaceuticals, but more like the, you know, the inner pharmacy. Yeah, no, I love it. So <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Google, Google doesn't like it. You're right. Um, so you can find me, my number's on the website. You can use the contact form there. I'm also on Instagram, also under um, inner pharmacy. 
And essentially, you know, we, we would have an initial consultation um, and then, you know, have a long talk about, you know, what's going on, what's, what's your diet like, what's your life like. You know, I like to really try and gauge what's doable for people within their current framework. You know, you could give a myriad of re recommendations, but if they're not if they're not going to suit and they don't fit in and they're too much, then the client just won't do them, and then um, then they feel deflated and it's kind of not fun for them. No. So um, I also do various treatments. Um, you know, depending on what's going on. So I do mama treatments, which are kind of it's kind of in a similar premise of meridians in Chinese medicine. We have like you know very subtle channels throughout the body and mama um, really helps to just kind of release blockages um, so you're pressing on specific energy points throughout the body um, and you can use that for a myriad of different ailments um, and then there's a lot of oil treatments that I do I specifically do one that's really good for the eyes it's called a netrobusty where you pour ghee into the eye no and way. it's really good for eyesight it's good for macular degeneration for cataracts um any kind of you know problems with the eye um it can be hugely beneficial for um and there's there's another treatment that i'm i'm learning but i'm able to um practice it too it's called amnanda and that is a tibetan form of massage which is a really beautiful it's actually a commitment of 12 months, though, this one, where each month you work on various different levels of the physical body and then you go more into the metaphysical. But it's really wonderful for releasing trauma, um, you know, old, old ex releasing old experiences that are no longer serving us and just basically kind of leading, leading to a more joyful experience. Wow, um, that sounds amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, the shifts and changes that I've seen with people who who uh, have been go undergoing the process is is profound. It's really, I'm so glad I found it. Um, I've never heard of it before. Um, it sounds incredible. Yeah, you know who's who's teaching me is Anne Hyam. She she practices. She she's I mean she's amazing. She, she yeah. practices it, um, and she is she's teaching it, and um, and I just jumped on that. I jumped on that. <laughs> amazing. Oh, wow. I'm going to definitely read into that more. Um, and so obviously we're seeing you at the Norwich Yoga Festival in yes. August. Yes. And uh, you're one of our guest speakers there for the day, which is just so exciting. And could you just give us a little bit brief rundown of what you're going to be talking about at the festival and why people should definitely, definitely come and see you? <laughs> I think the rest of the podcast so far has been pretty good sell. <laughs> um, I, I am going to do a talk on the connection between the senses and the mind. Amazing. And um, and it really, you know, hugely links into, you know, most of what we've been talking about because, um, the, you know, the building blocks of Ayurveda are the, the five, the five great elements and the subtle essence of those elements are the sense perception so you've got um you know space is sound um air is touch fire is uh, vision water is taste and um earth is smell so how we use our senses is also food or nurture nourishment for the body and it's really going to be about you know a brief kind of 
talk about how that all works and why, you know, the mind's affected by that. And then practices that we can do, you know, daily, weekly, monthly that help to cleanse and nourish the senses in order for us to be able to perceive the world around us in a more nourishing manner. Oh, it sounds so good. I feel like I'm going to spend my day not doing yoga, but actually just at the guest speakers. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll get the chance, but that's where I want to be. Great people, great people, great lineup. Can't wait. It's going to be solid. Uh, no, the guest speakers are amazing. And it's such a huge um, wealth of knowledge over so many different topics. Yeah. Weirdly interlinked to yoga in some respects. And I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you so much for, you know, putting it all together. I can't even imagine how busy you are. (laughs) It's the, uh, the, I feel like the stress has just gone up a notch. It was when I realized we're actually only four months out and I was like, oh, wow. Uh, So it's gone up a notch, but it's also really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good fun. And I'm meeting so many amazing people that just, and I never knew, I knew there was a lot of yoga teachers in Norwich, but I never knew how broad and how many and just what is on offer in Norwich. Google does not do it justice. No, not at all. The community is really deep and really vast. And I think, you know, once you once you step into it, then you're really like, wow, there's some, you know, there's some great stuff happening here. Mm, there um, really, really is. Experienced, really wonderful teachers. You know, I've lived all over the place. Um, you know, San Francisco had really epic teachers there. And and I'm like, wow, you know, Norwich is killing it on that front. You know, it, yeah, you, it you, really, really you know, is. comparable to some really big city, city stuff. So, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a great day. And everyone's calling out for a two day next year. So watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> excellent amazing uh well jody thank you so much for talking to me today it's been absolutely wonderful and i've learned loads wonderful that you know that's that's great to hear thank you alex and thank you for having me it's been really enjoyable thank you so much